It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Won't you be mine? Could you be mine? It's a neighborly day in this beauty wood, a neighborly day for a beauty. My wife, would you be mine? Could you be mine? I have I've always, always wa wanted to have a... <laughs> Just like you. I've always wanted, wanted to, to live, live in a, a neighborhood, neighborhood with you. So, so let's make the, the most, most oh, of this beautiful, beautiful day. day. She's changing her shoes, not me. <laughs> Since we're together, we might, might as well say, won't you be, be mine? mine? Could you be mine? Shoo. Won't you be my, my neighbor? neighbor? Won't, Won't you be? Oh, be. Won't you be? Please, won't you be our, our neighbor. neighbor? Hi, neighbor. Hi, neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> a, oh little, a little corny is fine, right? Oh, a little goodness. corny. A little. A little. That was a lot. <sighs> it was a lot corny. I feel, I feel like my socks are all crunched yeah. up. Yeah. That was. That's a lot of pressure, y'all. <laughs> Welcome to week three of Won't You Be My Neighbor. A lot of pressure. Yo, when I did this uh, in the first week, I came out and I was like, I'm going to do the whole Mr. Rogers thing, all right? I'm going to come out, I'm going to change my jacket into a sweater, and I'm going to come out and I'm going to change my shoes, yep. dress shoes into tennis shoes. Yep. Wasn't that easy, huh? I got to tell you, um, I was sweating so hard. I was like, I got so only have so much time to get all this done. And I was like, my right foot, I was like, oh, yeah, look, I can even do it standing up, right? I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this, I'm going to change my foot. And then I tried doing it on my left foot, and I'm going to do it now because I'll fall. <laughs> I was like, ooh, <laughs> my left leg doesn't want to go up that high. <laughs> so when David said week two, so I'm going to do the shoe thing and the sweater thing, I said, listen, um, I just want to let you know, <laughs> the shoe thing is harder than you think. And you're probably in better shape than me, and that's fine and lovely, but it hurt my hip to get yeah. that left foot. So I said, you do you. So uh, well done. You got the shoes on. You did I it can, real good. I can move my legs. You, you, now she's just showing <laughs> off. Now she's just showing off, y'all. We got Jerrica up here with me today as we yeah. talk through week three of how can we be better neighbors. Better We're, neighbors Together. Together. Together, together. Ah, oh, that's so clever. I, I don't think they like our corny. Uh, uh, you, they're not ready for it? They're not ready for it. You better get ready for it. <laughs> hey, speaking of, speaking of corny, I got no segue into this. Yesterday was Dude's Day, all right? For those of you, Jesus is calling. Um, oh, yesterday, for those of you that were at Dude's Day, well done. Uh, we survived. We got through it. I saw some of you still with your Dude's Day shirt on. Good job. Awesome. We talked about being dudes, and we ate barbecue. Yo, there was this, uh, real quick, there was this uh, oh. pull-up challenge. <laughs> Yo. You probably did really good. Oh, well, I was a beast at it, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'll, I'll blame it on a shoulder surgery that I had like 10 years ago, <laughs> um, but I did like five. Let's, oh let's be clear, all right? There was this guy right there. He was, he was just here, right, sitting right there. Spencer, if you can hear me, I know you're going to hate me saying this, but he like cranked out like 20, right? Boom. Boom, all the way down, too. I was like, well, yeah, ooh, you a man, right? Arms. And then I had this guy, we, we split up in the teams, this guy named Rick. Rick, if you're watching, I don't know what service he was at, but, but he's been here since uh, Westwood Cheviot. Like, he's been around forever. Rick is 56 years old, all right? And he looked at me square in the eyes yesterday, and he said. Well, not me. Not you, but I was like, he said, I can beat that. 
Ooh. I said, young man, I don't want to have to call a paramedic. <laughs> I was like, no. He said, no, trust me, I'm, I'm going to do this for our team, all right? I said, well, the pull-up challenge is that isn't an actually a team challenge. It's a solo challenge, so I don't want to do it then. I said, no, 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 no. Perfect. I'm calling you out. You said you could beat the 20-something who just did 20 pull-ups. It's time. <laughs> so he goes, okay, takes his jacket off. My man, he man, went right? over there, 20, 20, all right? Did 20 pull-ups like it was nothing, and then he was like, I'm a little tired. And I was like, but you didn't beat the 20. You got to do 21. He goes, I'll come back later. Aww. And I was like, no, no, it doesn't work like that. It's not like you can do 20 and come back and add on. He was like, no, I'll come I like back. The way he thinks I'll so. come back, and I'll do more than 20. No joke. He went over, he did some paintball challenge we had, came back, and then knocked out 23 and won the whole ch challenge. Wow. Yo, age does not stop you, okay? So, Rick, wherever you are, you a dude, man. Well done. So, well done. So, good job, Rick. Yeah, good job, now Rick. Now, let's talk about... Being better together? Yeah. He made me better. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I hear you. We're in week three. Listen, why, why are we going to spend four weeks talking about being a good neighbor? Yeah, why? Why would we do that? Because Mr. Rogers said so. Is that why? I mean, he right. said it also, but... Yeah, like, you guys know better by now, right? Because Jesus, yeah. Jesus yes. said it's really important. Not just really important. Like, like most. the, like top, right? Yes. Line item A. Yep. First thing, the greatest commandment. Love God with everything you have. Yep. Love your neighbor as yourself. Everything else. Underneath that. Yep. So what would happen to our cities and our neighborhoods if we actually took that commandment seriously mm -hmm. and gave it our greatest energy and attention? Yeah. Because he kind of felt like it was a big deal. And so that's what we've been doing for the last three weeks. Mm -hmm. We've given you magnets as a, as a tool, you know, to put on your fridge or someplace to remind you, like, hey, are you getting to know your neighbors? Yep. If you don't have a magnet, raise your hand. We'll get you one. You know, week two, we asked you, like, find something new about your neighbor, you know, like something you couldn't figure out by just right. standing, you know, 100 yards away. You know, are, are you doing that? Maybe some of you. Do you know your Well, I know some of y'all are because I've seen your yeah. Facebook posts and your Instagrams. Like, you're actually doing really good things. So that makes me We want to hear Great more job. of that. Yeah, keep sharing. Can you email us, send us messages? We want to hear the awkward stories, too. <laughs> I'm sure you have one. <laughs> I have lots of them. But we, we want to keep going. <laughs> Yeah. I already told you my Rick pull-up story, yeah. so we, we, don't, we just want to keep going. Yep. Send us your stories. Yeah. All right. Uh, Mr. Rogers, watching it growing up, uh, what was fascinating is that almost every show, he didn't, it wasn't just him on set. Mm -hmm. He always brought in guests, right? He, he, he had brought somebody else in. Sometimes it was real people. Uh -huh. Sometimes it was puppets. Yep. Right? And so uh, do you remember any of the names of the people that would join his show? If you do, shout it out. Or type it out online. Online. Put it in the comments. Do you remember any of the names? There was who? There was the, the mailman. mailman. Well, I'm not going to say his name. Because oh in 2020, saying the mailman's name is a little questionable. Some of you get that. Some of you can look it up All and right, then what go, else? ah. What else? Who what else? else? <laughs> Officer Clemens, but his first name Lady was Lane. Lady Fairchild. Yeah, that puppet is weird looking. It's a little weird. That's all right. Uh, King Friday the 13th, remember him, right? Yes. But there was always people yeah. doing something together on his show, because I think at the heart of it, Mr. Rogers knew to be a good neighbor, we're not supposed to do this alone. Right. 
We're supposed to have other people join us in what we're doing. So whether it was real people from the neighborhood or the people from the magical land of kingdom, kingdom. of make-believe yes. kingdom, kingdom, not yes. land, not kingdom. Land. Right. So I think two things. Uh, one, we're better together, and that's what we're going to unpack today. Mm-hmm. And uh, just for fun and for inspiration, check out mrrogers.org yeah. because uh, not only as a man but as a, as, a, as a minister, this man ministered mm-hmm. To millions of people and still does through his legacy. So check out mrrogers.org for yep. some awesome stuff. And so I think one of the coolest things about us doing things together is there's differences. There's a variety yep. when you invite someone else to do this thing together with you. Like kind of what we're doing today. Oh, look at that. Yeah. So that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. And that's Jesus's point too in the Bible. So if you have your Bible, or maybe you have an, uh, an app on your phone that you like to use, go ahead and go to Luke 10. I'm there. Why not, well, okay, yeah, I want you to too, but the, them, <laughs> and those of you watching online. Go to Luke 10, and while you're getting there, I just have to tell you, and I, maybe I've said this every time I've had the opportunity to speak to y'all, but Jesus knows what he's doing. I feel like this is a perfect subject for me to talk about. Yep. Because it's really hard for me to actually think about anything I do alone. Some of you are not surprised by that. <laughs> Rarely you will see me alone. Um, but there's a, there's a reason why. And some of you might, I think I'm in good company. I can confess something with y'all. Can yeah, I confess yeah, yeah. something? This is, a, this is a safe space. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Like maybe. Some of you just I'll laugh regret, very I'll evilly. <laughs> anyway, I have a serious issue that I would like to get off my chest. What is that issue? I struggle with FOMO. Yes, Am I does. alone? Somebody said, huh? FOMO. F-O-M-O. I have a serious, like, I, f- I do not want to be left out of something. Fear of missing out. That's me. Totally. So because yep. of that, I want to do everything with everyone, anywhere, anytime I'm in because I don't want to miss out on anything. I don't know if that's healthy. Okay. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it's not. But there, can I tell you something, yes. John? There is something. There is something good about that. There is. I have like deep like connected, hardcore, rooted relationships with other people because of that. Yep. Like unshakable relationships. And Jesus is a major part of that. But also I think because I don't want to miss out on anything. Nope. So, um, so anyway, let's see what he has to say about FOMO. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's in there. No, I'm, I'm kidding. But let's read Luke 10 verses 1 through like 10 maybe. Sure. Um, talking about what Jesus, yeah, what Jesus has to say about not doing ministry alone. So after this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them ahead of him in pairs to every town and place where he himself was about to go. He told them, the harvest is abundant, but the workers are few. Therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. Now go. I'm sending you out like lambs among wolves. Don't carry a money bag, traveling bag, or sandals. Don't greet anyone along the road. Whatever house you enter, first say, peace to this household. If a person of peace is there... Your peace will rest on him. But if not, it will return to you. Remain in the same house, eating and drinking what they offer, for the worker is worthy of his wages. Don't move from house to house. When you enter any town and they welcome you, eat the things set before you. Heal the sick who are there and tell them, the kingdom of God has come near you. When you enter any town and they don't welcome you, go out into the streets and say, we are wiping off even the dust of your town that clings to our feet as a witness against you. Know this for certain, the kingdom of God has come near. Yep. So, John, I'm going to sit down for this. Okay. Uh, I'm old, so this, imagine, is, this is good for me. Imagine Jesus coming to you right now, John. Yeah. 
and saying, there's lots of hard work out there. I would like you to go to a city you don't know. Oh, that sounds unique. Like move across the state? <laughs> yeah. Oh. He's like, I'm going to toss you out there like a lamb among oh, wolves. Oh, thank you so much, Jesus. And so we should do it alone. <laughs> right? Or we should try to have other people come Correct. with us. Correct. Jesus oh, okay. said in pairs. Oh. In pairs. Oh. And he said, knock on house to house, finding people of peace. You mean like uh, like someone being sent out to Lawrenceburg as a missionary to bring hope and help? Uh, yeah. You know, to, oh, yeah. Kinda that like sounds that. interesting. Kind of like that. Huh. Um, so I wanted to share with you why I feel like there's this, there's this overarching reason why Jesus sent them out in pairs. Um, he said, the harvest is abundant. Yeah. John, does that sound like easy work? I don't know about, about you. Um, a lot of people, um, when we grow up, or maybe you, when you grew up in the church, you hear um, the harvest is great. You kind of think like this is, it's going to be easy, right? Summertime and the living uh, is easy. Oh my. Fish are jo- okay, sorry. I, I got to sing every once in a while because they don't let me sing anymore. So I got I to put it in there somewhere, right? <laughs> Listen, the harvest is hard. Yeah. Okay. Like, listen, uh, my, my great-grandma had this farm up in Michigan, and so a lot of summers we'd go up there, and we would just be on the farm, and they'd put us to work while we were up there. Listen, it would be late summer, going into early fall, and it stunk. And she'd be like, it's harvest season. Mm-hmm. It was hard. Yeah. When Jesus is saying the harvest is great, that's a great thing, and that's a really good thing, but it's hard work. Yeah. Right now, we, Whitewater, we're, the harvest is great. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you know this because you look around the room. If you've been here for a while and you're like, oh, man, it's not as full as it used to be. COVID, okay? Like, our online reach, like, we've never been, we've never been speaking to this many people in the history of Whitewater. Because of our online reach, the online platform, Channel 12. There are people who are being, like, dedicating their lives to Jesus, being baptized. They've never once stepped foot in this church building. Mm-hmm. Yet... But they're on mission with us. The harvest is great, but the workers are few. It's hard work. So no yeah. wonder why some of us who've been around, we're feeling like it's, it's hard right now. Mm-hmm. We'll, well, praise God because the harvest is great. It's hard work. Right. That's a good thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's a really good thing. I, that's my rant. Right. So, ah. so Jesus yeah. knew it wasn't going to be this easy task. Right. So he said, let's send them out in pairs. I think a little bit of that is to give each other encouragement. But what else? There's another, another reason. Yeah, it's definitely to be encouraged. But I think when you look at why did Jesus send them out in twos, you see this kind of modeled throughout the New Testament with Paul. Mm-hmm. Like there was always somebody else with him. Mm-hmm. You know, and we say words like discipleship or being a disciple um, listen, and we'll talk more about this in the months and years to come, but discipleship is always a, I've got somebody else doing this with me. Mm-hmm. I'm always on mission with somebody else because I'm passing down everything I have to that person. I'm sharpening them. I'm training them. It's, mm-hmm. it's more than just an apprentice. I'm saying, follow me as I follow Jesus. If you're not doing that, I would argue, are you really a disciple? Mm. Because as I understand a disciple, it's not done in a silo by yourself. It's you're bringing somebody else along with you. And so when he says go out by, the two, by two, I think that's a piece mm-hmm. of why he's saying that. Yeah. But I think it's also Jesus specifically with Jerica in mind <laughs> put this in the text to help her with FOMO. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, Jesus did not want 
his people, us, to go out and share the gospel message alone. Yeah. He wanted them to be encouraged, but also he wants us to, to create disciples who make disciples. Yep. Um, knowing this, y'all, we have some work to do. Yep. So we need to either invite someone in on mission with us um, or someone maybe we don't yet know. Maybe you are, are very invested in, in those of, around you, and it's time to invest a little bit more into someone and let them come alongside of you to be on mission. And, you know, if you call Whitewater home and if you serve here on one of, through one of our ministries, this is not new. We ask that you serve in pairs and twos. Yes, thank you, John. So that's exactly why. We want you to, to give skills away and to disciple others around you yes, while Titus. serving in mission, in mission, on mission. Thank you. Titus. Titus is Titus. living it. Yep. Yo, Titus, during worship, I'm going to do it. Titus, this is for you, buddy. During worship, it was amazing. The Holy Spirit was all over him. He was like. For those of you who don't know at all who Titus is, uh, Titus is a little baby. <laughs> He's just learned how to stand, and he was like all through worship. He's like, well, I was yeah. like, yeah, boy, That's right. get it. <laughs> Hi, Titus. So, y'all, there are some other benefits outside of encouragement and disciple-making when we serve in twos, and that is what, what those who are serving, the benefit they get. You know, yeah. no two people see the same sound the same, yep. or serve the same. Yep. So what I see is totally different than what John sees. How I sound is so much different than how John sounds, <laughs> and, and our gifts are different too. Um, because of this, it's like Jesus knew I might not be able to reach everyone yeah. with my voice and my heart and my eyes. I would need some others to come alongside of me to help. Yeah. I think um, what I'd say is, Think about a person in your life that, man, they're just so close to you. Mm -hmm. your, your life is forever blessed because of that person. Mm -hmm. And if you're married, that you should be thinking about your spouse. Uh, if you didn't think about them, be cool right now. <laughs> be so cool. I'm not trying to cause division. Let God brought together. Let nothing or no one set apart. Like, be cool. Hopefully it was your spouse if you're married, but if you're not married, like, it's a best friend, it's a partner, it's somebody that is there. They just bless your life. And I think one of the reasons why they bless your life so much is because they are different. Mm -hmm. They complement you. They see yeah. differently. They, they understand things differently. They are the, they bring a perspective that mm -hmm. you will never have. Mm -hmm. And that is beautiful. Yeah. And I've seen this with Jerrica. Like, we've only been here, like, seven months now, right? My wife's down here. I'm looking down here. It's not like I'm looking to some strange woman. <laughs> <laughs> like, about seven months. And in that seven months, like, I've watched this with Jerrica and one of her best friends. Yeah. Right? Yes. So some of you may know uh, we have a, a guitar playing, drum kicking, song yes. singing lady that leads us in worship. Yes. She and I are, are great friends. Laura and, Hamilton. Yes. And she and I met through this amazing ministry called Whitewater Crossing. And something that I love about her is that she's very different than me. Yep. Very different. Yes. And if you know her, you see that. But she and I have spent time together in small groups and huddles, growing spiritually alongside of one another. And we've had opportunities to go out into neighborhoods and communities to love on people and to make kingdom impacts. And I don't think we would have had such a great impact if we weren't together. Yep. Um, because of what I said earlier, the seeing things different, the sounding different, and the serving different. Yeah. You know, she's great at serving people in like practical ways, really practical ways, like build them something or fix their car. Uh, I'm really good at having really difficult conversations 
like centered around pain. If somebody has a really hard story, Laura's going to need somebody to like hold her still and listen to it. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> Laura runs the other way. <laughs> yeah, right. I need to hold her still and like listen to this story. Um, she's really good at, at finding those needs that need to be met, and I'm really good at having conversations with people I've never met. Um, Laura's also been able to speak into our lives by leading Rob. He's a part of this worship ministry. Rob's my husband, and she's been a great leader to him in that way too. Ultimately, our lives are greater because of the influence we have with one another. The three of us um, are able to have better lives serving on mission together by being together. Yep. And you know, Rob and I, this is the same for Rob and I, um, the same for some other core friends that I grew up with. Our impacts are greater in, in the kingdom because we're different. Um, I have amazing friends. We just ha some of you visited our yard sale last week or yesterday. Thank you. Um, but they are so different than I. All four of us are so uniquely different. But the, the impact we make when we're all together is just astounding because I don't see what they see. Mm -hmm. I don't hear or sound the way they hear things or say things. And they have different gifts that I don't have. So if I just tried to go and reach all of these people on my own, there'd be so many things I couldn't do. Right. So that's, that's it, y'all. We need to bring people into our lives and go serve and be on mission together because I'm not going to be able to do it by myself. Right. And neither are you. Nope. So. Nope. The uh, one thing that was great, uh, when you bring somebody else alongside of you to do ministry together, you will be able to have an impact um, because that is greater than what you could do by yourself because sometimes it's the other voice that is needed. Mm -hmm. um, I can say something over and over again, but if Jerrica says it once, you're like, oh my gosh, that was amazing, right? <laughs> Don't you hate that if, if you're married? Like, like, yeah, honey, what was the name of that movie? Um, oh, no. <laughs> uh, uh, what's her name, Katie Holmes? Katie Holmes, she backs into the guy, like rear-ends him. What, what was that called? Yeah, we just watched it. We were watching this movie. Think about it. Uh, yell it out. Uh, we were watching this movie, and I had said this thing to her, like this statement, you know, like I was like, this is gold. This is straight from the Holy Spirit, right? This is going to transform your life. And I've been saying it for years, right, over and over and over again, and, and one ear and out the other, right? And then we're watching this movie. This man, uh, what's his name, Josh? Josh Lucas. What was it? The Secret? Yeah. You're like, yeah, you can watch it. Um, Listen, this man said this statement word for word, what I said. And her eyes got all big, crocodile tears. She grabs a pen and a journal. She's writing it like in the spine of her journal. Like it's like the foundation of all that is good and holy. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I've been saying that for years. Listen, sometimes it just takes somebody else saying the exact same thing. Yep. And yep. that won't happen if me and Josh Lucas weren't best friends. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great point, though, because no two people sound the same. They won't. And Miss, I love that. Mr. Rogers did this. In all seriousness, why I love watching this show, it's been great going back and watching it. Yeah. He never did this by himself. No. Right? He always invited other people onto the show, and I think so much the reason why he did that was because he knew that we would be better together. And yep. so we have two people we want to invite up on the platform to share a little bit about how they are doing this in their lives and being on mission. And so right now I want you to watch this video and then we're going to keep chatting. Block is believing and living one Christ. 
Ephesians 4, 5, and 6, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. 20 years ago, Block started in schools and communities and quickly moved to Cleves, Ohio, where the first Block House was opened. The hope was to go deeper with the least of these, the underdogs, the people no one else wanted to serve. Later, Block expanded to Price Hill, where God's vision to impact our city was growing. Block shares hope with those who have lost hope. We live where we serve. Every staff member lives and works in the neighborhood. The West Side is our neighborhood. This is our home. Every relationship is a launching pad for a deeper relationship. There are now four after-school programs, a state-of-the-art performance center for inner-city athletes, a block arts building, a weekly girls group, a food pantry and soup kitchen, two safe houses for women in the community, two transitional homes for women, a letterpress museum, t-shirt company, wood shop, a safe house for homeless boys and girls. Block now operates out of 35 buildings and with over 3,500 families a year. Can we continue to see healing, growth, and change in our city and neighborhoods? Can we continue to see the chains of poverty and addiction broken? Can we see more men take up the banner of fatherhood? Can we see more women leave the world of slavery and instead find restoration, redemption, and freedom? We are people of these streets. We are the advocates to the kids who need just one loving relationship to make the difference. Believing and living one Christ, one person, one family, one day, one neighborhood, one city at a time. So what's next for Block? Horses on the Hill. It's 17 acres in Price Hill where we can do equine therapy and provide one-of-a-kind opportunities for the schools and people of our city. Block Industries. Jobs and job training can help pave the way for hope and to help people become productive members of society, people who are otherwise unemployable. Ministry to women. Our transitional homes can help defeat the heroin epidemic. Work with families. Neighborhood health rises and falls on the health of the family. So what's next? Where do we need to go? What does the mission of the love of Jesus need to touch? There is no end to the opportunities we have here to change individuals, to change this city, and even the world. Are you in? Without Block, uh, I can't tell you where I would be right now. Uh, but what I can say now is that I have opportunities, and I have support, and I have a third chance at like having a family um, that loves me and cares about me and that keeps me accountable, uh, no matter how painful it is. Um, but... Um, because of Block, I have those things, and I have uh, another chance at living a successful and meaningful life. Um, so thank you. I want to introduce, we have Russ over here, and we have Chris, mm -hmm. and they're from Block Ministries, and we just want to invite them in yeah. to our family. And to hear a little bit from their hearts about who they are and what they're doing. Uh, I'm going to draw out a couple other people that are here today. Hi, my new friend. Hi, we, ha we have Andrea and James. Uh, like, just there from Block Ministry as well. They're sitting right in the front row. So it, it, this is just a fun moment for <laughs> Kelly and I and for Jerrica and for all of us here. Yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know Block Ministry, um, we want you to hear from them, a little bit mm -hmm. about them. So... Maybe from the perspective of 
we know nothing about block. Yeah. All right. So first tell us a little bit about yourself and then a little bit about um, block mm -hmm. um, from your from your seat. Yeah, uh, first off, thanks for having us here. We appreciate it. Uh, my name is Chris Stacer. I am the director of ministry operations with Block. So uh, I usually tell people I'll lead the leaders. So anything that you see day to day, I have a fingerprint somewhere there. But Block is an urban ministry where we live and work in the neighborhood and whatever needs that we can step into, we try to. Um, one of our distinguishing things that I tell everybody is our whole staff, it is a requirement that you live there. Yep. So as a family, we're raising our kids there. We've mm -hmm. had multiple people move into the neighborhood from other parts of the city or the state to be with us or even the country. So um, that could range from after-school programs, which is how we originally started, to soup kitchens and food pantries, to a, a performance center for athletes because our schools don't have the best facilities to do that, to uh, a home for boys and girls who don't have a home. I mean, there's, we've got 20, we got 27 programs, 37 buildings across the west side that we're using, so there's a lot going on. Yeah, if, if you drive through Price Hill, you're passing multiple buildings, whether you know it or not, mm -hmm. right, where ministry happens. So I'm Russ, and I get the privilege of working in training and leadership development for Block. Uh, at its basic level, what I get to do is help train everyday folks mm -hmm. to think like missionaries, like these folks do, mm -hmm. and to make disciples right there. Yeah, yeah. Right. that's super cool. Yep. Yeah, so, so share with us a little bit, well, before you do that, actually, y'all, we got, John and I and a few others of us on the staff team here at Whitewater, got to go and experience um, some of what they do and just see some of the properties they were talking about. And throughout that whole conversation, this whole well, we take care of them because they're our neighbors, or we, we love on them because they're our neighbors. That just kept uh, being repeated. So I was like, and John. We were in the midst. We were literally yeah. just starting. The series, the yeah. Series. Crafting the series. Yeah. I was like, well, I don't, <laughs> why would we talk about it when they're really good at talking about it and passionate? <laughs> and I just felt like, I want you guys to share your story and your heart with all of my friends at Whitewater because it's so inspiring and it just made me, it just put a new perspective, you know what I mean, in my heart to wake up every day and love the people right next to me. So thank you for that and we're so glad you're here. So tell us a little bit of just why you do this, why you do this ministry. Yeah, I think uh, I was, I think one of the things is I, I didn't necessarily grow up in the church and I had a there was a family living in the neighborhood. He was a minister, and he lived in one of the parsonages kind of things. And um, I just started coming over to his house to play basketball or video games. And then through that and through family, like, found Jesus. And then church came later. So I think it, it connected and resonated with me when yeah. it was, if I can just live in it and it be more organic and not as much organized, that just, mm. that really connects with me. Um, from why Price Hill, other than that's just, I I think early on I felt like I just wanted to do something to get in the game and help people. Mm -hmm. And then that turned into me developing relationships and falling in love with families, but then mm -hmm. the city and the neighborhood as a whole. Yeah. So uh, we have the, the highest rate for incarcerated youth in our city. So our juvenile detention center has more, pe more kids from Price Hill, which mm. the trajectory for them is that they go into the prison system. We have more women in heroin and prostitution than anywhere else in the city. 75 is a heroin highway, mm -hmm. and we're the closest neighborhood off of that. So there's, um, so there's that. There's there are tons of needs where kids are going homeless every day. They're couch mm -hmm. surfing. So there's a lot of reasons that fill in that. And and, and I think most of all, um, most of our families are 
not hearing, experiencing Jesus. Right. And so for me, it was like, this is a tangible yeah. way to bring the Lord. Yep. Yeah, you all mentioned you've talked recently about Jesus moving into the neighborhood. Yeah. And that incarnation isn't just something he did but it's something he calls us to do, right? Mm. And so that's where, as we've talked about living in the neighborhood, uh, block, the B-L-O-C, those are values. The L and the O are why uh, I've uh, loved being a part of this because the L is live where you serve, Mm. right? Right. And the O is Mm one-to-one. So it's this disciple-making thing in the community. I've spent decades in church leadership. We mentioned this earlier, right? Like uh, the move from, instead of doing ministry in an office, it's not about doing ministry in an office. It's about doing it on the sidewalk. Right. Yeah, he said this, uh, it didn't hit me as hard just now, but I, w- I want you to hear it because the first service when he said it, I was done. I was like, I can, I can yeah. wrap up every ounce of understanding and leadership and research in my Bible into the statement he just made of church leadership does not happen in a church office, it happens on a sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Y'all... I can't even begin, nor do I have the time to unpack for you if every single Christian church across America, let alone the world, if they actually lived that statement out, how we would transform the world. Mm -hmm. How the kingdom of heaven Mm -hmm. would be exponentially fuller Hmm. if we just did that. So yeah, we, um, we watched this play out two days ago, Kelly and I, um, Andrea so graciously. Uh, Andrea is desperate for a friend, and so she stalked my wife. Um, <laughs> that's not true. But she did reach out to my wife and was like, hey, friend, um, let's hang out. And when I first spoke here in February, I met Andrea, and I was like, yo, this lady, God's all over this lady. I can't wait to partner with her and what God's doing in our life. And it turns out it was the same person that reached out to my wife and was like, oh, this is cool. So I invited myself on there. Because uh, he has together. FOMO. He's got I said, FOMO. I totally did. I had FOMO. I was like, ooh, I want to come hang out. And they were gracious enough to let me come hang out. But on, on Friday, two days ago, uh, Andrew was like, well, great. Um, what I do on Fridays is I just go for a walk. This is, this is what I do. This is me being on the streets. And, and, and if you want to hang out with me, well, then you're going to walk with me. And while we were on that walk, we saw things that many of us will never see because of the, the life and privilege mm-hmm. that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you're like me and you went down a dark path for a long time, you put yourself in, into that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but if not... We went on this walk, and we were hanging out with some incredible people that are your friends. And, but more than anything, we got to see her heart of why she does what she does. And, and I just want to say, like, for everybody I've met at Block, like, I always go in with my leader hat on going, are they legit? Oh, let me just be really candid. There's plenty of things you can, you can invest in, you know. Um, if I, it's my time, my energy, resources, you know, it's investment. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always looking for, are you legit? Because I can sniff out po- posers, like, and I'm like, <laughs> come on, let me see it. So I was like, all right, I'll go hang out. And I was, I was being a secret shopper every time. And they're legit. Mm-hmm. 
their hearts are sold out to be Jesus to their neighbors regardless of who their neighbor is. And with every fiber of my being, I was like, oh my gosh, if Whitewater Crossing could get this into their DNA, Mm -hmm. we would transform the entire West Side like that. I mean, it was incredible to watch this. Mm -hmm. So I'm so encouraged by you guys. I'm so encouraged by you guys. Um, But after watching it just two days ago, where you guys are doing ministry, I beg the question, why there? Mm-hmm. You know, like, why? Why in the midst of uh, heroin, people shooting up, people going up in the middle of a park to, to get turn a trick, people, like, jumping in and out of cars, like, people getting arrested, people getting shot in the street, kids, like, not having dads, you, choosing to adopt kids on the street and be a parent to it. Mm-hmm. Like, like, why yeah. in that context mm-hmm. are you choosing to be a neighbor? Yeah, I think I mean, every piece of research, research shows this outside of probably my own conviction of just trying to be like Jesus, but um, <laughs> there are a few ways that someone can get out of a situation that they're in poverty or in some sort of a crisis. Yeah. The number one reason is one healthy relationship. One. Wow. One. Wow. And um, that is a big why. Yeah. It just literally takes one. Yeah. And maybe you spend years of your whole life on one, but mm-hmm. it's worth it. Yeah. Um, and we have stories where it, it just took one. It takes a lot of effort. Mm-hmm. It's hard. The harvest is hard, but worth mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also for my kids, you know, raising them on the mission field is a unique opportunity. It comes with its own challenges, but it's been an amazing journey for us. And ed- trying to figure out what do you do with education and school, that's really difficult. Mm-hmm. But when your kids get to grow up with the neighborhood and with kids around and going, you know, like this is what community and love looks like. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, I think there's no doubt when, when a kid who all or a woman or a man all they're looking for is a little bit of hope or someone who just loves them Mm -hmm. and sometimes they'll verbalize that i just want somebody to love me um man it's it's for me it's like i can't not do this yeah (laughs) and um and so and then when you get involved with the city and you begin to go okay what does the city need what do judges need what does the how can we help how can we jump into this situation and they're asking for things that they do legitimately need and we know we can help with. That is an amazing thing where God, and I think Jesus tangibly is working in the city. And it's happening everywhere. I'm, I'm telling you, even though sometimes it seems bleak. And um, man, Jesus is all over the place. Yeah. We just have to be looking. Hey, hey. Yeah. What about you, Russ? Yeah, what gets me the why, the why I get out of bed in the morning is, uh, you know, Chris is able to have these conversations at a higher level, but at his core, he's a guy raising a family on a street in Price Hill with people who are very, very different than him, right? And Mm -hmm. they are just one of, they're just neighbors. He's in the neighborhood. And what gets me out out of bed in the morning is, so he gets to live where he serves, but all of us live somewhere and we can all serve where we live. Right. And so uh, for us to be able to train people, expose people to folks like Chris and our staff mm-hmm. uh, and be able to go, uh, it gives an imagination for how they can live this way. We, had a, yeah. we have a guy that's a um, retired Delhi guy, uh, lifelong Delhi guy, uh, whose mantra, life mantra, 
is no brains, no headaches, right? <laughs> as every day as you get extraordinary, but Put Gary is... Yeah, no, no brains, brain. no headaches. This is his mantra. He um, gets involved in our food pantry mm -hmm. and begins to think like a missionary. Starts to work out intentionally at the rec center in East Price Hill. And generous, kind guy, gets to know names, and eventually decides to, to start a small group uh, centered around Jesus mm -hmm. in that space. Cool. Uh, and winds up with 12, 13, 14 seniors, right? 60 to 80 black, white men, women, uh, longing for that relationship, mm -hmm. right, to belong. Yeah. Uh, and here are folks who uh, cross a spectrum, their Christian experience. Almost none of them go to church, right? Mm -hmm. Wouldn't go to a church right. if we had planted one right next to their house. Right. Wouldn't come to that group if I let it, right. as a guy with all this ministry experience, yeah. which Gary has none of. Yeah. But Mr. No Brains, No Headaches, they show up for. Mm -hmm. It's a safe space. They're developing these relationships. They are digging into uh, how to forgive, right, as right. Jesus does it, whatever it is. Boy, what, what gets me up in the morning is wanting thousands and thousands and thousands of Gary's all over Price Hill, all yeah. over our city, right? Yeah. yeah. That's what gets me up. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I think I said this first service too, but I think I use this line all the time, but you are not my client. You're my neighbor. Mm. And when you begin to have a neighbor in mind, you view the problem differently. You, mm -hmm. you view them as a person yep. who maybe is just down on their hope and luck. I think you, things change when you do that because there's so many that you can come into a situation and help, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's a lot of good that God is mm -hmm. doing through that. But when you live in it and you mm -hmm. go, oh, that's just Tyron and Tyree, that's, yeah. you know, whoever. Like, you're my neighbor, mm -hmm. period. And you view it a lot different, I think. Yep. Yeah. Guys, that's a great takeaway for all of us. Yeah, like, uh, there's, go back and watch this online. Like, seriously, there's, there's so much gold that just God spewed out yep. of these men. Not them. They're a mess. They're, they're, they're not. We're not, <laughs> we're not lifting them up. All right? They're not. They're a mess. Um, God is using them in yeah. this ministry, uh, and he just gave us so much that we can wrestle with mm -hmm. uh, in the weeks to come. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to pray in a minute. Um, and we're going to take communion. Uh, but before I do that, I, I, I just want, like, as you guys were talking, it was so clear. Like, we have, as Jesus followers, like, there, there are neighbors of ours that are desperate for hope who are seriously hurting, regardless of what the neighborhood is and the neighborhood conditions. Right. You know, you said it before, like, um, Price Hill, you can walk on the street and go, whoop, there's need, right? Um, you can walk through Hidden Valley with the manicured lawns and the picket fences mm -hmm. and it's just hiding behind the, the facade that everything looks okay. There is desperation yeah. all around us. Mm -hmm. And we as Jesus followers hold the keys to hope to yep. freedom, to purpose, to belonging. And all we have to do is knock on the door next door. We are the answer to their prayers that they are silently, sometimes loudly begging for God to show up. Mm -hmm. It's us just being a good neighbor. That's on us. That should convict so many of us in a good way yeah. Like, we all need that conviction. So I just challenge you this week, like, be a good neighbor. Like, 
take it seriously with the weight that God put on it, the greatest commandment mm -hmm. was to love our neighbor. I don't know what to do with that <laughs> unless I'm actually doing it and living it out. And so I, what is one step, guys? What's one step that you can do this week um, to bring somebody else into that with you? Mm -hmm. Ask, say, be on mission with me. Let, let me. let me just invite you into my space, my world, and do this together to be a good neighbor, to bring help and hope to our neighbors. Mm -hmm. Let's pray. Jesus, I thank you uh, for how you move. I thank you for how you've convicted me. Uh, I thank you for how you're shaping me and growing me. I thank you mm -hmm. for that you allow all of us to be on this mission together, to be on this journey of growth, of disciple making together. Help us unleash kingdom in every one of our neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. You have given us the keys. Let us not hold tightly what you have called us to hold loosely. Mm -hmm. Let us be a blessing with all that we've been blessed with. Yeah. Jesus, we love you. It is in your son's name that we all say. Amen. Amen. Thanks, guys.